0: opportunity to speak with Ty Verdes over Zoom video. Ty was born and raised between Chicago and Los Angeles, and he talks about how he got into music. His mom said you need to play an instrument, so he picked up piano. That was around 11 years old, and he played piano for like 13 years. He talks about that, but he was really into basketball. He played basketball all through high school with the hopes of getting picked up by d D1 school, playing college, and eventually pro basketball, but a foot injury kind of Changed everything for him as far as his basketball career went. Ty tells us how winning a television show gave him some money and the opportunity to pursue his career in music. Gave him a little nest egg to work with when he dropped out of college. He told us about the viral success of the song Stuck in the Middle. His first live performance ever, which was at Lollapalooza, being on tour with Quinn 92, and the success of his debut record, TV. You can watch our interview with Ty on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Ty Verde this podcast is about you and your journey in music and we'll talk about how you got to where you are now oh <laughs> is
1: that cool of course it is
0: awesome awesome so first off tell me where where were you born and raised
1: uh i was born and raised in uh two places kind of okay uh, i spent like six years in chicago and then i spent like eight and nine years in la and Verdes Verdes okay. and
0: so you originally from chicago
1: yeah, I was born in Torrance, uh, LA, and then wow. um, then I moved up to Oregon for five years, and then I moved to Chicago for six years, and moved back to LA for like eight years.
0: Wow. Okay. So yeah, the, most yeah. of your what adolescence were in Chicago? It sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that when I was older, like going through like middle school and high school, that was that was in LA, and then oh, was. Uh, okay. younger. Yeah, yeah, then younger. It was like
0: elementary school it was in Chicago. Got it. Okay. Well, how did you get into music?
1: Um, you know, I played piano when I was younger. Like when I was like 10, 11, I played piano for 13 years. And then I played guitar for four years. And then I also played ukulele for four years.
0: <laughs> okay. What got you into piano? 13 years of piano. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I'm not the greatest of all time or anything. 13 years seems like a lot, but it's just me just having the piano around me for a long time and taking lessons and stuff like that um but my mom actually was like you need to play an instrument and i was like okay which one i think piano was the easiest because i could tell that um when you press a note the note comes out it's not like the guitar where you have to like press it a certain way in order to come out the right way you know
0: sure instead of knowing like how to play a, like a chord or push down the string and then hit it it was just like yeah. ding. <laughs>
1: Exactly. it just seemed easiest at the time but now i kind of wish i picked a guitar that'd be cool
0: I wish I would pick up piano, man. Piano is so beautiful. And it's like the isn't it, it's like the framework for everything.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah. And I took music theory um, in high school since up too.
0: So you started at 11 on piano. Was there something that drew you to piano or are you just aside from your 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 mom just said, hey, you should you should learn something. Well, I
1: mean, I always like I always like instruments um, and then yeah, piano is just a great instrument. Once you start playing, I just really like playing. Uh, my teacher would let me play like covers of um, popular themes or popular songs instead of classical music. So that kind of kept me going.
0: Oh, sure. Instead of saying, okay, you're going to play this scale a million times or learn how to play this classical piece. it was, yeah, I still, What do you want to yeah, learn would, how to play? Exactly. I still play
1: scales, but I would play like the star Wars theme and like the Jurassic park theme and shit like that.
0: Oh, that's rad. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I would imagine that would keep you interested if you weren't play, <laughs> playing a bunch of crap that you didn't understand or care about exactly did did you uh when did you start writing music was it kind of right away or stay in the covers
1: land um so i started writing music probably two three years ago um and then but i i like dabbled in it like okay what if i made a song type stuff but uh in reality i think i made my first like couple full songs like three years ago
0: okay so when you were First, learning how to play music, it was mainly just covers. Just learning how to play the instrument. Just learning how to play the instrument. instrument. Okay, did you play it in high school?
1: Uh, piano. Yeah, I mean, I played. I played piano. Like I was practicing like all through high school. I used to do like YouTube covers of popular songs and shit like that.
0: Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. So it was always an interest. But what about like in class? Were you in the band or anything at school?
1: No, I was never in a band. Never did like choir. Never did uh, any sort of musical thing in
0: school wow so this is all kind of new in that in that realm
1: not really i mean the thing right. is just because i didn't do it in school doesn't mean i wasn't like going at home and playing piano and stuff like that um and also during school i was playing basketball I was playing basketball a lot oh, okay
0: mm-hmm. and then doing covers on youtube oh you did say that though so mm-hmm. you still had that going right on um so from from high school do you then attend college for music are you pursuing it pretty hard or not really
1: no, I was actually better, not really better, but I was playing basketball. I was like getting recruited for like by some D1 schools, all the wow. all the teams that I was playing on. I was playing on like Nike teams and uh, one of my former teammates, Donovan Mitchell, is like an NBA all-star shit. So wow. he, uh, other people too, like I, I know a bunch of people that are in the league right now um, at different varying degrees of, you know, they're at the G League or overseas or something like that, but a bunch of them are professional
0: basketball players. That's cool. And then you took a totally totally different (laughs) route. I mean, obviously. Well, I
1: mean, I was doing it. I was doing it. I was playing basketball. Then I took a prep year, which is like an extra year of high school. So I could try to go to an even better D1 school because I had like some offers from like UC Irvine and some like, like, you know, starter D1 schools. But I wanted to go like mid-major, high-major. But then I uh, broke my foot, which is a typical story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, My hamstring doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So that happened to me. And then I ended up going D3, played for a year and a half, and then dropped out because I didn't like it. I hate. It. I don't think you can do school and basketball at the same time. I think it's possible.
0: Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, imagine that being rough. That must have been crushing, right? Breaking your <clears> foot. <throat> foot.
1: I mean, it was crushing, but I usually have a positive outlook. I, at the time, I was like, okay, I get a little break, and then I'll try as hard as I can to get back together and figure it out. I really usually,
0: even though sometimes I'm sad, I usually have a positive outlook on things. That's good. That's good. Good outlook, obviously. Um, so then you get on a show, right? When, how far down the line is this, the, the show you made on MTV? So
1: right after I uh, dropped out of school, um, well, right before, actually, one of my friends was like, look at this show. It's called uh, Are You The One? You should try it. Uh, they win money. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm not doing that just because I was like in school. And then once I dropped out, I was like, I need money. I remember this, this girl told me that this, you can win money on the show. Let me apply. And then once I got the call back for the show, I was like, oh, this may, like, what if this could work? <laughs> so then once I did that, um, I got through like seven rounds of casting and all the while knowing, like, I know, like, I don't know what it was about me that just was so convinced, but I just knew I was going to get it the entire time. So You
0: knew you are going to be on the show?
1: Yeah, I knew I was going to be on the show. I don't know what it was. I was just like, you know what? <laughs> why, why would they not pick me? That was my, my mentality the entire time. And then once I got on the show, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have the money. We're going to win, you know, cause not, not, now that wasn't me thinking that I had all the answers. It was right. just the last season had lost. And I was like, you can't have two losing seasons in a row. That's just not interesting. You need to have the resolve. So I knew I was in the, the season that I was going to win. And then we won this money. And then I, now I'm 21 in LA with like 35 grand, which used to be 50 grand before taxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow okay so, well what made you like you were just done with school because you just said you like you said you, it was too tough with basketball and school at the same time and you just kind of were like, i just
1: I, I never really liked school uh, school isn't something that i was like so passionate about like i don't okay. think a lot of people are passionate about school when they're in i think some people have the drive to like you know learn the stuff that they're into but i just wasn't i i, I had the drive to learn about math maybe okay. And then some, and then like the concepts of business, but not, not really dig too deep. Cause I just wanted to learn by experience, I right. think was a better, uh, a better way of, you know, actually collecting skills. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't have the, the, the wherewithal to say it that <laughs> when I was like 21 or whatever, but right. yeah, I just I, I didn't have the long dis, the, the long term thinking of like oh I don't want to be in this in these situations to where all these career paths go so I should probably just leave. Um, and then I left, and then also I was not doing good in school either. I was doing so shitty. Um, so they were like, you can either reapply or not go back. And I was like, I'm not going back. Let's go to L.A. <laughs> uh, yeah. They gave me the option. and I was like, nah, like this, it's, it's expensive. My parents were like, yo, you got to pay for everything. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And then I went to LA and then they were like, okay, you got to support yourself. So that's why I did the reality TV show. Um, oh, wow.
0: Where, where were yeah. you going to, were you, you weren't in LA going to college at that point? No, I was in Boston. Oh, okay. So you left yeah. Boston, go to LA, you get on the show mm-hmm. and then you end up winning the show
1: exactly so now i'm in
0: la with uh
1: with money as a 21 year old and it was kind of great because like right after my parents told me they weren't supporting me i was like okay got some money and then i picked the <laughs> cheapest place um i picked the cheapest place to live i lived in a living room that was like 500 rent um so i could extend it out which was a very long-term play a lot of people like bought clothes when they that were on my season or they went to the bars and clubs and like yeah
0: just stuff. wasted it all
1: yeah i mean it, hey Whatever floats your boat. I just right. knew that I needed to I needed to get here um, at some point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to buy as much time as possible. So once I bought the time, I was like trying uh, modeling, acting. Um, I just a podcast, I did stand up comedy, I did social media marketing, I did all of it. And then I also was doing music like with a couple of friends and then by myself, but not really intensely, just like for like for fun, like uh, dicking around. Mm-hmm. and then uh yeah once the pandemic hit well actually once my money ran out i had to get a retail job and then i started working at verizon and then the pandemic hit and all throughout those times of me living in L- la annually i would go and i would uh audition for um the uh american idol and the voice and okay. play like an original play like an original song um and they i never got past the first producer never, really ever. yeah i was bad no but rightfully so i was rash I was not
0: good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, look at you now. I mean, that's yeah. pretty, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think they're kicking themselves.
1: No, no, they're not kicking themselves because I wasn't good. It's like seeing a guy go in there thinking he's good is not something that you would choose ever. It doesn't matter okay. what potential that you have. <laughs> okay. Right. I, I had to um, go and practice for an hour and a half every single day in my car for six months Oh, shoot. An hour and a half uh, every single day in my car for six months uh, to get better. And then the first thing I did when I got back into the studio after not recording after the, the, those six months was three songs, and they're all on my album, something to cry about, stuck in the middle, and bad, bad news, I think. Real wow. world, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, and then stuck in I, the middle just that, blows yeah. up, right?
1: Yeah. And then I put stuck in the middle on TikTok and it just blows up.
0: Wow. So you'd go, uh, tell me about this going to your car. So you'd go to your car and just what sing on the top of your lungs. Well, I mean, was around, I, was I, was,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm, I had a garage and that's where I would practice my singing was in the car. Um, uh, OK. And, and so I would just I brought my phone down. I, I think I saw someone singing their car in a video. I was like, OK, you know what? I'm going to try it. A thousand likes. I'll put the song on Spotify. I was going to put the fucking song on Spotify anyways. <laughs> um, and yeah, I put it up and immediately it got like 10,000 streams, which is like in in like three days or something like that. And that was the most I had ever gotten on any song ever combined on all the music that I've ever put out, which is like 12 songs at the time that were all kind of on a different name called Tyler Semicolon. I actually changed my name too to Ty Verdes because people called me Ty already. So Uh, okay. uh, Yeah. And then I lived in Palo Verdes. So
0: Ty Verdes. Ty Verdes makes sense. Mm -hmm. So you had songs out under under the other name. And then once this stuck in the middle thing happened that's when you kind of switched to ty Verdes?
1: no i i made the whole plan before i switched oh so I was you like, did what's my okay. yeah i was like okay what's my thing and then i spoke focused on uh, uh ty Verdes because also the tv is the whole theme of my project yeah and the record tv yeah exactly um okay so well it's oh, no for the next four albums it's my theme oh really yeah, yeah, like I got this shit planned out. I know the names of the next three albums. <laughs> oh my I know, gosh,
0: yeah, I love that. That's so rad.
1: Yeah, okay. Exactly. I, know, <laughs> I, know the, I know the colors of the cover art that's, that it's about to be. Yeah. Wow. Um, you really have this thing planned out. Yeah, well, I didn't I didn't have the full thing planned out at the time. I just knew I was like, what, what, what did I admire as a kid when I would listen to these artists? And it was like people who planned the shit out for years and years. Mm -hmm. and that's how you get a fan base is like actually trying to make a world for your fans, not necessarily just like writing songs. I'm really trying to put like the environment of my music out there for people to like dive into if they want to, you know, Mm -hmm. but then there's obviously going to be the people who just listen to the radio song or whatever um, their favorite song is. But for the people who want to dive in, I want them to have a a chance to do that.
0: I love that. That's really, that's really, really cool. So once, yeah. once the song blows up, I mean, tell me that I spoke to somebody earlier that kind of had a similar t- TikTok success that I would imagine that's got to be something like winning the lottery, like to see a song, like just stick something up there and then have it just kind of blow up. Like, like what, what are you feeling when you see that?
1: Um, you know, it was such a slow blow up, like in, in I don't even want to call it a blow up because it was so slow. It was like, okay, we're doing 10,000 streams a day. Now we're doing 15. Now we're doing 20. It wasn't one moment. Um, that really took me to, like, the next level of anything. Even now, like, I haven't had any moment that has been, like, crazy huge to where it's been just broken through pop culture, except for maybe the video that went viral of me singing, like, A-OK for the first time. You Mm -hmm. know, everything has been super slow. It's like, oh, I did Stuck in the Middle. And then a couple of my drugs videos went like semi-viral. And then a couple of my other songs were semi-viral and then A-OK was like the biggest one to go like pretty viral. Uh
0: Uh-huh. It's funny. My drugs is, I mean, all your songs are great and catchy, but my (laughs) five-year-old song, like my five-year-old son loves drugs, like the song drugs. And he'll sing it. I'm like, this is so good that he's. I love that. that He's singing (laughs) the chorus to this song.
1: (laughs) Wow. You got to take a video next time. Send it to me.
0: I will. No, I'm definitely going to. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, so I mean, with the success of the one song, I mean, stuck in the middle does really well. Are you like, how do you fall? Like, are you worried about following it up? Like now you have eyes on you, like, or did, was that not even a thought in your mind? Well, I mean, I
1: had, I had been through the ringer of, you know, social media multiple times before I was on YouTube, um, Vine, uh, Snapchat, Facebook. And I, I kind of understand, and have like a healthy mentality where I just do not give a fuck about what people think at all in general. Okay. So when I put out, when I put out a song, I was like, this is great. That this is doing well, but I can, if I like the process of writing music, which I really do, one of them is going to go, you know, so I can, if, as long as I keep writing the songs and keep pr- promoting them, because honestly music isn't really about, the the music all the way. It's it's about the promotion of it. I think it's 50-50. I think a lot of artists will say it's like 80-20. Is the music good? And then promoting it is 20%. I really think it's 50-50 because you will not be able to grow your music without showing it to new people. And people don't want to be shown new shit. So TikTok is like the unlocking factor that will, it's kind of like those iTunes 30 second previews that happen mm-hmm. where you would click a song and you get the 30 seconds. But now pretend that's happening but it's like you're forcing it on people who already have like-minded interests because of the TikTok algorithm. So you're having like these fans that are prepared to ingest your music, which is so crazy. I have no idea. Like I have no idea what's about to happen next, but I bet TikTok is about to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, man. It's 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 really wild how it's curating these opportunities for, for people to just, I mean, and songs. I mean, how – when it first came out it was like dance moves and challenges and now it's like breaking artists and you know just creating careers for people out of you know out of just songs which is nuts.
1: Exactly. I can't I, I really have no idea where it's going to go but you know I think it's going to be a part of it. Yeah, cool. that's cool. That is
0: cool. And mm-hmm. so obviously you've had a l- numerous success I mean getting a song to go well on TikTok and then having it follow up and having you put out songs that people are still gravitating towards and like, and then it makes it to the radio. Like, what was it like having your song on the radio for the first time?
1: Yeah. I heard stuck in the middle on the radio, um, m- maybe last year at some point. Uh-huh. And it was really crazy to hear someone, you know, like say my name, this is Ty Brady's stuck in the middle. Um, but it's all part of the plan, you know, like, I think that I wanted the, uh, the arenas to sell out. So I, I had always envisioned it in my mind. So once it started happening and then it like happened again with a, okay, I was like, wow. So this is what you signed up for. You have to keep doing this over and over and over again, um, in order to, you know, have longevity. So that's what I'm, I'm really trying to think about the longevity piece of this.
0: I like that. And you put a whole record out, which a lot of people aren't doing right now. <clears throat> yeah. I, that was the main thing that I think also. I
1: just looked at other people that I admired. Like if I I don't understand the, the, the the mindset of like, let's put out four songs of a new artist. So that when someone likes one of them, they only have three others. Like you should be able like, I think Russ talks about this where he's like, you should have a bunch of songs so that if someone likes you, they can actually become a fan of you instead of being like, "Mm, that's cool you know, like these are some cool songs, um, having an idea behind the project and actually having like a body of work so that people can latch onto you is really important. That's another thing. Um, that's probably different than me than other like TikTok people is that I put like 13 songs out on an album, um, mm-hmm. compared to, you know, like an EP or just keeping that one song or, because um, yeah, I, yeah. I feel
0: like right now with, with the way streaming is and even TikTok is people are, focusing on a song or they'll put they'll they'll have say maybe five songs and then they'll they'll curate it where like i'm gonna release this one song i'm gonna put a lot of attention on it so like everything's a single instead of Mm. putting out a full piece of work whereas that's what you did you're like hey okay yeah i have these singles but i also have 13 songs on this record that are all great and i want you to to hear them all not just i'm gonna slowly put one song out you know a month for a year and plus right
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, to be honest, in terms of promotion, you, treat, you should treat every single song on the album like it's a single. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm doing. I promote all of my songs. You know, I think a lot of people will promote one of their songs mm-hmm. um, and and not really. Like, and, that just, and that just means to me, like, you should want to promote all of them. That's I don't want to make a song that I don't want to promote. That's another thing I think about in, this, in, in the studio is like, why am I even singing this song if I don't want to sing it forever? You know? Mm-hmm because you're going to be doing that on tour, which I'm really thankful for because on tour right now, it, it it needs to be, it needs to be so from the heart. Cause if I didn't like these songs from the heart, I would be struggling right now.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be, had you play, you probably hadn't done a whole lot of performing as far as like under, under Ty Verdes prior to this tour that you're on now, I Would ima- I would imagine, right?
1: No, I didn't do any touring. My first uh, show live show was Lollapalooza
0: oh wow what was that
1: like well they said there was thirty five thousand people there and before i went out yeah i I, before i went out i was like listen if you're not if you don't like this then this is not for you this is like your career changing moment you either need to be performing less or you need to like start writing more producing out or something like that or just become like one of those artists that doesn't perform live because this is like a part of it, you know? So when I went, th- I went out there, I was like, let's just have fun and see what happens and see, and like have a true experience. Like, do I like this? And mm-hmm. when, when I did, I was like, Oh, this isn't that bad. This isn't that hard. Yes. I could get better at it, but like, it was a real cool experience to say that I actually liked it. Um, And it was also even cooler to realize that I do like the process of writing music, probably even more than performing. It's like one and two for me. So like, I know that I always want to write music and and make it compared to um, performing it.
0: Were you pretty nervous before you went out? I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely
1: definitely pooped like four times that day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would think. And then you, you just had you hadn't played yet. And then were you worried about how you're going to like work the crowd or like were these thoughts in your head or you just went out and were like, I, I, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to I'm going to nail it. I'm not even really concerned. with Well, that.
1: yeah, exactly. I had been performing on like in the Internet for a minute, my right. own song. So I kind of had things that I brought in from those Internet performances, like pointing at certain things like my head when I would talk about my head or like. Being super amped up at a certain part of the song, like I kind of understood what needed to happen in order to keep people's attention while I was doing the stuff. So I just brought it all over to you know live performing. Okay,
0: and now you're on tour with, uh, with Quinn 92. Yeah, like there. Yeah, yeah, what was it awesome. like to get that tour? I mean, for a first tour, that's a pretty, pretty solid one to be on.
1: Yeah, it's really just like <laughs> I look at it as really just knocking the rust off of everything, making myself myself a legitimate artist that is now a touring artist. 24 shows in front of like, I think I'm doing at least like 2,000 people to 3,000 people a night and sometimes up to like 8,000, 9,000 people. So it's like getting different audiences, different audiences that care at different levels. Because sometimes we'll go to some cities and people are like, not there. And, and I'll have to like get them into it a little bit more than some cities where it'll be like, oh, they know who I am. They're singing all the songs. You know, it just varies on location. So I'm getting the entire experience of performing in this last year of 2021, including like different size venues, going from like the shed venues that hold 10,000 to like after I do this tour, I'm going to my own tour, which is like uh, 300 to uh, 200 cab venues and getting a small room experience and then in 2022 we're going into like 1500 to 800 chapters so after this in 2022 you're gonna to talk to me again and i'll be like yo i'm i'm good i i can perform this
0: shit <laughs> <laughs> in 2022 we better do this in person too <laughs> exactly oh, hell yeah. uh because yeah you just you, we were gonna we we're trying to link it up that way because you're just through we we're in nashville now but i'm, I'm originally from san diego but you, you guys just played here in nashville i think right the other day
1: exactly yeah we did we did it was fun i love nashville
0: that's cool, and then you're doing San Diego, one of my favorite venues coming up as mm. well. Uh, Cal Coast is open air; it's at an open theater. It's dope. It's really cool.
1: Wow! See, now I can't wait. I need to get back to the West Coast soon as possible. I've been out for a minute. Yeah. I think I've been out for like a whole month.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm originally from San Diego, so that's cool that you're you you know familiar with Southern California and LA and everything. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. So was is it was it difficult like? Or is it difficult playing so many shows in a row now? I mean, from not performing to now you're, like, probably playing, what, almost every night?
1: Yeah, we've done, like, some... We've done a couple, like, four show in a row nights and stuff like that. And, you know, what's crazy is um, there's levels to everything. And I think I wanted to be prepared for all of it. So, I mean, right, right when I, like, you know, got... A team around me like a management team and stuff like that i was like i need singing lessons um i need to know how to sing for long periods of time um and uh for this quinn and chelsea said i'm only doing 30 minutes so uh it's it's not what quinn is doing which is like an hour 10 right but it's like a place to start like this is where i start doing the 30 minute set every single night and then I'll, for my headline tomorrow, I'm doing like 45 to 50 minutes, you know, so it's, I needed to train my voice because I've been singing before, but I need to train my voice in order to sing my songs live over and over again.
0: Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's like, people might think, Oh, you just gotta go up there and you sing your song for 30 minutes, but it's like a full on. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. It's a, right?
1: it's a lot. It's a lot. There's and when I first started, I would like over sing and then my voice would be like super terrible. But now that we're in the flow of it and I've been doing this for I mean, I guess singing professionally. Wow, that's a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> singing professionally for like a year. Um I, I think that I think that's the best thing about humans is that we can get used to everything. Yeah. Cause I never thought I would be I never in a million years thought I would be like one of those singers that could like sing every single night. You know, but I guess I am now. You got to adapt. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think you do. You got to. I think you just do if you do it the right way over and over again.
0: Sure. That makes sense. And you have a new song out, Sheesh. Yeah, Sheesh. Oh, Tell man. me about Sheesh. I love that song.
1: Yeah, Services, they hit me up and they showed me the, the song. And they were like, oh, dude, we think you'd be fire on this. And I was like, oh, man. They don't even know. I'll kill it. I, <laughs> you do, dude. You kill it. Yeah. Yeah. I went to the studio, did my little thing on it, sent it back. And they're like, this is awesome. Let's put it out. We performed at a Palooza too. And that was my first time like meeting up with those guys. Um, oh,
0: okay. So was it all done like virtually?
1: Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of shit I have been doing has been done virtually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The next single I'm about to put out in the end of October is virtual. It was a virtual zoom session.
0: Really? And is this going to be part well. of you? You said you got four albums already. You know, yeah, now we're lined about to go up. about to go into season two of TV. This is going to be great. Oh, cool! And is yeah. will sheesh be a part of that, or is that something? No, just like all, all my collaborations are just like single, like one off. It's just me
1: having fun, you know. And then when when it's my solo stuff, that's part of the the world.
0: Okay, and that's going to start up again at the end of the next month. Yeah, exactly awesome i can't wait man i love what you're doing so far and uh well i'll have to catch you next time you come through because it was like pretty (laughs) for me it was like i got kids and i tried to we tried to make it out but um i i'd love to see you especially you're you're doing a a headline tour so that's that's amazing and i appreciate you taking time out of your day man i mean sure you're tired and (laughs) you gotta work every night uh to chat with me i appreciate it nah
1: man dude i i'll talk anytime this is my favorite thing to do
0: (laughs) Like I said, let's do this in person next time. But I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists.
1: Um, I'd say if you're an aspiring artist right now, you're complaining about how big your audience is and you want to grow. um, I'd say that the one thing that you should do right this exact instant is take the song that you think is your best song and sing the first verse of it on TikTok, literally at, fuck 3 p.m. today and you're gonna get you're gonna get some feedback and that's and then if you like doing that just keep doing that for an entire month do that for an entire month write more songs Write uh, promote your verses promote your uh, pre-chorus promote your chorus and one of those things has to go i'm trying to give people actual advice on how to get a fan base compared to this oh just believe in yourself no it's not about that right now it's about promoting yourself because you're an upcoming artist and you need to you know put your music out there and maybe you haven't but if you want to grow if you want to have an audience if you're not complaining about an audience then don't listen to me but if you are you should listen